I speak through the name of the one holy, undivided Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Tonight of all nights, we set aside our daily worries and concerns just for a while, as our hearts are warmed and softened by the retelling of this most miraculous story of Jesus' birth we know so well. We rejoice as we sing our favorite hymns, as we pray our most heartfelt prayers. We enter into the sublime beauty of this sacred space as we experience a little bit of heaven on earth this night. We need Christmas more than ever. Our nation and the world are mired in an angry and anxious morass of deep division and bitter alienation. Reading the papers, online news feeds, or watching cable news, it is easy to become depressed, discouraged, and even cynical with the way of the world. In the midst of all this uncertainty and chaos, we need to be assured more than ever that our lives have a purpose. We need to know that our lives matter. Most importantly, we need to know that our lives matter to God. We need to hear how much God loves us, no matter how imperfect our lives or how many times we have made a mess of things. We need to hear, I love you. This is the very heart of the Christmas message. As the shadows of Advent recede, the dawn of the light of Christ bursts in the world to scatter the darkness and sin and despair once and for all. And we gather together to celebrate God's love breaking into the world and to our lives in a most unusual and mysterious way in the birth of a helpless infant in a smelly stable to a poor young peasant girl with no home and no husband. And it is of all the people, the lowly poor shepherds, who are chosen to witness this miracle of miracles. Not exactly the grand entrance you would expect of the King of Kings or the Prince of Peace. But isn't this the way God works? Appearing in the lives of those who live on the margins, the poor, the invisible, the most vulnerable, those in most need of a miracle. God's love comes to us in a most humble and fragile way. Out of love and the greatest humility, God empties himself into a tiny newborn baby, the one we know as Jesus, made of flesh and blood just like you and me. Since at holy birth, God's love continues to come into the world, often in ways we can't anticipate. The question is, are our hearts ready to receive this divine love? Dare we risk to believe in a God that has the promise of new life, a new way of being in this broken and confused world. 
as Mary knows only too well. For God, all things are possible. When we reach out to others in love, we open ourselves to be loved, and we are forgiven by God, simply because, because God loves us. God loves you and me than we more than we could possibly imagine. And this divine love connects us. It binds us to one another. Where we become the brothers and sisters of Christ. God's beloved children. But it all begins with our willingness to reach out with an open heart. And sometimes that can be a pretty scary thing to do. I'm going to tell a story I told the children at the 4 o'clock service. This I heard recently on NPR StoryCorps. You may be familiar with that program. It's a story that took place a long time ago. It doesn't seem so long ago to me. It was 1967, 50 years ago. But it was a Christmas Eve this man will never, ever forget. His name is William, and he was a teenager, and he was walking down the street Christmas Eve in his hometown in Knoxville, Tennessee, and he was walking along the road, and he sees this little boy go by riding a bicycle, and he thinks, gosh, that bicycle looks a lot like my little brother's bicycle. So he goes on home, and he asks his little brother, he said, where's your bike? And his brother responds, I think it's in the front porch on the steps. So they go around the house and they check. Sure enough, the bike is gone. So they're really upset about this. So the two brothers go out looking for this little boy to track him down. And they finally find where he lives. It's an old shack at the end of an alley. It's very dark. There's no light coming from the windows. And they are really angry. In fact, they want to beat this little boy up. But fortunately, their father comes along, and he intercedes for them. And he says, hold on a minute. Let me do the talking. So the father and the two little boys walk up to this old, darkened shack, and they knock on the door. <clears throat> the door opens. And you can see it's very cold inside. It's lit by one single candle, and it's very dim light. And there's an old man stooped over with a cane. And the father says, you know, are you the one? Someone stole my son's bike. And you can see this little boy come up from the back, the shadows of the shack, and he starts to cry. He said, I took the bike because I just wanted something for Christmas. And so, as it turned out, this little man was the little boy's grandfather. So they gathered up the bike, and the father and the two sons went home. And then when they got home, their father told their mother exactly what had happened. And so the mother doesn't say a thing. She goes into the kitchen. There's their roast turkey on the kitchen table, ready for their Christmas Eve dinner. And very quietly, she cuts it in half. She takes all the side dishes and divides them up and wraps them up. And then uh, the father goes out into the coal bin and he gets this big bag of coal and he brings it back. And then he turns to the little son, the youngest one, and he says, don't you have another bike? And he says, I, yeah, I do. 
So, later on that evening, the father and his two sons make their way back to the shack. This time, they have all this wrapped food, they have this big bag of coal, and they have a bicycle. The father goes and knocks on the door of the shack again, opens up the door, there's the grandfather, his cane, and they give him these gifts. And then the father pulls out a $20 bill, which in 1967 was a great deal of money, unlike today. And he gives him his $20 bill and he says, Merry Christmas. Well, the old man is overwhelmed and he says, thank you. And then he begins to weep. The man who told this story 50 years ago, he said, you know, my own family didn't have a lot. My father was a chauffeur, and my mother was a domestic, and we never had a lot of things at home. But he said, I can tell you, I don't remember the gift I got that particular Christmas. But one thing I can tell you, all the Christmases since, there has never been a better one than I had that night. Things happen when we open our hearts and we give of ourselves. We change, begin to realize that this is God's gift to us, that came to us in the baby Jesus. Christmas is God's way of saying, I love you. When we share this gift, we are changed and we never see the world quite the same way again. We are all united as God's beloved children. And together, this night, we are the brothers and sisters of Christ. And as we reach out to each other, we are the bearers of Christ's love this night. And when we do, we become part of the miracle of Christmas. Merry Christmas to you one and all.